about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. And we are on our way to the playoffs, sir. How are you doing, yeah. KD? I'm good, man. A win after mm -hmm. missing on the MLS season for like over a month. It doesn't that, get any better than that. That's our first MLS win since when? Like, I have to go back and check since like sometime in May. So it's been a while, but um, that was fun to watch. Uh, yes. And you and I both said last time that we thought for the most part that Messi would play 30 minutes and we got it just about on the money. Right on the money. And I and I mentioned something on Twitter that I figured since we had the lead that we probably won't see him come on until a little bit later. But it didn't pan out like that. He came on just like how we predicted 30 minutes. And uh that's that's what that's what he gave the country 30 minutes. Last time we won a MLS regular season game was against New England on May 13th. May 13th. That's over but three months ago, Jesus Christ, it's been <laughs> rough. It's been a rough go, but we got messy now and all, everything's well in the world. But uh, I guess we could start in the beginning. Uh, no, before we start in the beginning. Any major takeaways from the game overall? Oh, like, was it as I was expecting to be a lot more challenged by the press? But I got to give it to Tata, man. At first, I was like, okay, they're, they're starting with the. Uh, with the five in the back or three, five, whatever you want to call it. And I was a little surprised, but the way they were spread out, I felt like the press did not phase, at least in the first half, it didn't phase them at all. And it was like, no, people like to say a hey, Tata masterclass. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was decent in the beginning. I uh, just, I guess since we're just covering it from a generic, like, like a general point of view, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Diego Gomez other than the goal that he scored. Um, I mean, other people are, are – I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of the only thing that I thought that was kind of negative. Their second half was better. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we'll kind of gut this up a little bit as we go along. Okay, so you're still anti-Diego Gomez because I understand why people have an issue with Diego Gomez, right? Like we say that he looks like a chicken with his head cut off sometimes. But – yeah. I felt like he was the one that was pushing and and, uh, and kind of uh, pressing a little more as far as the attack goes, a lot more than Farias did. And um, and I was surprised because I expected that from Farias, but I thought that Diego Gomez did a pretty good job of pushing the tempo forward a little more than everybody else in the beginning of the yes. game. Well, and and some I want to I want to I want to bring up a comment real quick by someone uh, Ng Zeking. Uh, their passing looks more fluid now. I think that this was probably one of the worst passing games of all the games that we've seen. Oh, not me. I think I th I so. I thought they did really good. I, th I thought they were doing a phenomenal job passing the ball. Really? I thought, well, I mean, maybe in the beginning they were doing kind of poor, but no, I mean, at the end, of course, you know, second half was a different no, story. Really? Because I, I feel like in the first half, again, it's, it's because I came into this game expecting the Red Bulls to press, and that's why I said, even if Messi doesn't start, I would like to see Busquets start the game at least 
to help kind of beat this pressure and get those yeah. through balls and those those forward uh, outlet passes out. But man, like they they didn't need it. Like Tata really knew what he was doing. And obviously, I mean, I, I'm a nobody. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I really thought that they would suffer with without Busquets back there. And no, man, they, they did a great job beating those those one touch passes. They, I, man, I was really really impressed and really really happy. Not only to see them beat the press. I mean, the Red Bulls aren't necessarily a great team. It's just the way they play makes it so difficult for everybody. Yeah. But it's nice to see the team play well because I thought they played well, right? They had a hard time in the final third, which is expected, right? When you don't have Messi and then Farias is just playing a second game and so on and so forth. But it was nice seeing the team play well and connect on those passes without Busquets there, without Messi there. Right, like yeah. a lot of people are like, "Oh, this team is only looking good because Messi's there, because Busquets is there." I thought they did a pretty good job considering the fact that this is Farias' second game, this is Avila's second game. Uh, yeah. Noah Allen hasn't played in a while. Campana is starting, and you know he hasn't played much. And the fact that Diego Gomez is kind of crazy. Like I thought, all things considered, I thought the team looked pretty good the first half, much better than I expected when I first saw the lineup come out. Well, and and. My channel is mentioning I missed the Messi Taylor duo. Not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie either. I miss it. I, I felt really weird seeing him at right wing back, right back, whatever. Um, hey, I go ahead. But no, I was gonna say I love his versatility. Though. I love that they could play him at fullback because look, with Farias yeah. there, we said is is he gonna lose his spot to Farias? He might, but if he does, they need to find other places for him to play because he is good on the ball. And what better place than? He could be the back of, you know, wing back, fullback, whatever. You know, I I, I got to give all of you credit. Uh, I mean, we got the OGs that that always tune into the show, but I got to give a lot of you credit, uh, a lot of you guys credit that are newer fans that are here, but more so for Messi for sticking through that game because I saw a lot of people online that said that they weren't going to watch the game because of Messi. So I, I credit goes out to you guys that watched the whole game. Uh, but they said they were going to watch it because the team, because Messi wasn't going to start. Yeah, there were a lot of fans on Instagram when the starting lineup came out, and Twitter said, "Oh, no, Messi, no TV, no Messi, going to sleep, no Messi, not going to watch the game." And so, eh, it kind of you know turned me off as far as like what, what I was expecting. But um, and Michael Q, I don't know if Ruiz is where passing goes to die. He's just. A little bit slower. He's got to get out of the funk of of what the old inner Miami was. Um, and yes, I like, Heron, I like it David is crazy Ruiz. the differences in, in opinion for sure. I I, I like David Ruiz. I, I like him. I love the way. And I I saw somebody put. A, I forgot who it was in the chat. And but somebody compared him to Pizarro. And yeah, I that kinda like that. I, and I kind of like that comparison because the thing with Pizarro was everybody killed him, not because of his play necessarily, but because he was a DP playing the way he was. Yeah. But when David Ruiz plays that way, I'm okay with it's it. Okay. He's getting, it's okay. He's not, a, yes. he's not getting DP money. The way he pushes the ball forward, and, and let's be clear, David Ruiz wasn't brought into this team to push the ball forward. He wasn't supposed to be yeah. involved so offensively. We brought him in to be the replacement or the fill-in for a Mota that was injured, for a Gregory that was injured. It's just that when he sees an opportunity to push forward, he does. But he's still aggressive on the ball. And I really do like David Ruiz. I love watching him out there. So he's won me over. Look, the, the homegrowns, always, man. Noah Allen, one hell of a game. Noah yeah. Allen, one hell of a game. I, I love watching Noah Allen play. Ben Krem, when he came in, obviously, oh. he the, the offense looks so much better when he's out there. 
So yeah. I'm, and we're going to get into that goal a little bit later, which is a beautiful goal. But one thing I, I did want to bring up before I forget, and I, nobody probably cares, but whatever, I'm going to bring it up anyway. One person I want to shout out that I thought had a pretty good game, and nobody cares because he plays for the Red Bulls, but former Inter-Miami, Andres Reyes, I thought he did a really good job defending. I, I, I thought he did a good job closing in he on, did. on he did pa Parias, and, and I thought he was doing a good job uh, uh, getting back on defense. And I don't know nobody cares again because he plays for the Red Bulls, but because he was a former Inter-Miami player, I was keeping my eye on him. He's also Colombian, so I, you know, I love him for that. But I, I thought he had a pretty good game also. But again, we don't care about them. Um, well, I mean, well, let's yeah. let's start let's start from the from the get right. Let's start with the starting lineups. Just just to kind of get a vibe from you from the get right. We're looking at the starting lineup. Yeah, Cabana up at the top. You had Fagundo Farias on the right on the left wing. You had uh, Diego Gomez weirdly on the right wing, I guess. And then you had David Ruiz and uh, Arroyo in the middle. And then in the back you had Alba, Noah Allen, Kamal Miller, Aviles, and Robert and uh, Robert Taylor. Uh, and then of course you had goalie, you had Drake. But the, the fact that you card. had the, the the fact that you had Gomez out there up top on the right, and I think Taylor Tolman brought it up a couple of times. The fact yeah. that Token their uh, left back couldn't just keep pressing up top because he had to keep an eye on Gomez just in case. Yeah, he of course. Out that pass. So I yeah. felt like that assisted also in spreading out the defense. Look, I, I was surprised at how well they handled that press, how they kept them spread out, and uh, and again. Uh, I was, I was, I thought that Christoph had to play because Christoph is so good with the ball at his feet under pressure. Yeah, I was surprised that they put Aviles. Now, I wasn't sure if Aviles was good or bad, and he was, he, he didn't look bad today, but I thought Christoph would have been uh, a sure bet to start, and he wasn't. And like I said, uh, I thought that Tata drew this up beautifully, and they looked crisp, they looked really crisp. Well, I mean, I just, but. Let me ask you a question, though, Danny. Seeing this lineup, right, and seeing how good we were with four defenders in the back, do you think it's kind of weird that Tata is starting to throw out? And somebody just mentioned it right here, Alex Machiavelli. You know, why is he insisting with five defenders? What the F, right? I mean, I just – I don't know how I feel about having five defenders. I thought that he was going to go back to three – well, maybe because of the wing backs. Well, I, I think, and again, this is just me spitballing here. Yeah, I yeah. think it had a lot to do with the fact that they weren't they were gonna rotate. They weren't gonna yeah, have yeah, yeah. Sergio Busquets starting, they weren't gonna have Messi starting, they weren't gonna have Ben just starting. So mm. because they pressed so much, they were able to bring five guys back there and they spread everybody out. I think yeah. that that was masterful. I, I thought that that was and I never thought that that was an option, but seeing that, I was like, man. Like they're really doing a good job handling this pressure, and, it, and they they are spread wide. And I thought that they that that had a lot to do with it. Does he come out with five wide? Or I mean, sorry, five in the back against Nashville? I doubt it yeah. on Wednesday, but I think that it was the right move uh, for this game. Oh, well, and and I mean, also, and and somebody also brought up a, a great point: the fact that they had five. Because without Messi, you're missing a lot of creativity up top. Yeah. So the fact that, and I I saw I forgot. I'm sorry. Somebody's. I want to give credit to the person in the chat that brought it up. The fact that Jordi Alba could get up and help offensively and Noah Allen could kind of slide into the left side to cover yes. for him was also very helpful. So I, I, I saw that Jordi Alba was also getting back and Noah Allen kept filling in for him. And that was also something that uh, benefited us with putting five in the back. Uh, there we go. Well, was, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Michael Q. Michael Q was the one that brought that up. But again, I don't think we're going to see this again on Wednesday against Nashville. I, th I think this was a, a more of a t today thing. 
for the opponent that we had and, and it worked out well so let's i mean other than the the starting lineup let's go ahead and just start chopping up the the, the first half right uh mm-hmm. first half gets started it, it seems like it's another you know 10 20 minute period of just feeling each feeling each other out um i know that you had mentioned that the red bulls always press up and that we did a pretty good job of you know not really buckling under pressure through that press in the first half i thought that we handled it so well that they stopped yeah. pressing high it was almost like a mid block press like it, they and i i, I like again, i was surprised and the coach for the red bulls i forgot his name Kind of in the suit man, yeah. He's he. It was a Ricky halftime Suk interview, guy. right? Right before the halftime, and they interviewed him, and he said that they kind of got soft with the press, that they kind of laid off a little bit, and it's because they were beating him. And I don't know what he said to them at halftime because they came out guns blazing in the second half, and that yeah. the way they looked in the second half is how I expected them to look in the first half. But I thought in the first half we did a good job handling that pressure for sure. Well, and I, 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 I felt the same as, as well. I thought that they were handling the pressure uh, decently in the beginning. I felt like uh, Diego Gomez, to me, and I, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I'm bashing Diego Gomez because I think that he's great. And I mentioned in a, in a chat with some of the fans that Diego Gomez has a little bit too much Gregory in him. And... Uh, he's got to find a way to sort of tone that down because he's kind of all over the place. Like I wrote notes saying Diego Gomez is a fucking mess. I think you wrote <laughs> Diego Gomez is a mess, and I didn't even look at your notes. Like uh, he he's 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 got so much potential, right? And 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 I feel like he's gonna smoothen out later on as the season starts to progress. But right now, man, and, and look, Jesus Jesus Melendez is saying, bro. Gomez is trash. Look, I mean, I, I can't say he's trash. Like, he's not no, bad. A, according to this, there's a lot of trash on our team. Look, Arroyo yeah. is also trash. <laughs> Mota out. Wow, there's some people that are. Oh rough my god, in here. Mota didn't even. Mota didn't even. I did, did he even fly with the team. Nah, he didn't play. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, some people are really rough on this on team. Look, I, I, I think that. Let let let's be fair. And I know people don't like to be fair, but let's try to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's it's very common for players that come from South America and from Europe to take time to adjust to the MLS game. Like that's why some people were saying, like, <laughs> how long is it going to take Messi to uh, to accommodate to this league? But because we saw Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba come and do it so seamlessly, I think we expected everybody to do the same. But it's it, that's not the case. Like when you've seen other players come over. It takes them a little while to accommodate to the MLS. It takes them a little while to get used to what one the physicalness, and I mean that's not a problem for Diego Gomez because he's a little too physical, and yeah, to the yeah. fact that this it's so back and forth, it's constant counters back and forth in the MLS, and it takes people a while to adjust to that. And so I, I want to give Gomez a grace period. Everybody's kind of on him, and I think it's because he was one of the three that were expected to come from South America and just be good right away and you just can't expect that from everybody everybody develops a little differently now if he looks like this at the end of september like then we got problems uh, eight games out, out from here i mean if he hasn't showed any improvement then yeah i guess but i think up until now you know i mean he scored that, that's a positive even though he muffed a very good opportunity earlier yes he did which uh, we'll talk about that and i mean there's people 
Sean Callahan is, is, is stating something I think is pretty factual. We haven't even seen the best 11 for Miami and being not together. He's being, he's being serious. And it's true. It's true. Um, and, and Broward Heron, you're completely on the money. I've seen every player mentioned as trash in this chat other than Messi, right? I mean, I, I'm true. pretty sure somebody threw Busquets under the bus somewhere in this chat, probably. Uh, and mm -hmm. Ayodehi, thank you for, uh, for, for subscribing and checking this out. For you guys that are watching, just go ahead and like and subscribe. Put those thumbs to work. Beam, bam, boom. And uh, looking for messy content. There's, there's a ton of, ton, of, ton of messy stuff out there. So, yeah. Um, so, do you know who else I, I want to bring up real quick that I thought looked, and, and he doesn't get credit for today. Uh, and nobody's giving him credit for today, but I want to give him some credit. I saw yeah. Campana look decent. Somebody I don't, I don't said say, he's I don't wanna, too. Yeah, I don't, don't want to say above average, but I thought he had a decent game yeah. for what for what he was doing today. Because Inter Miami wasn't necessarily set in on playing from the back, right? Like if yeah. they were getting pressed and they couldn't figure it out, they would go with the long ball. But you know who was on the receiving end of a lot of those long balls? Campana. And Campana was using his body to kind of receive those long balls and keep possession. Because a lot of times when you play those long balls, it's basically a turnover a lot of times. But Campana was doing a good job keep winning those balls. I thought Campana had a decent game. Again, I, I, I'm not sure. Look, see, killing Campana. He's so, and he's ahead. pulling at my strings. He's pulling at my heartstrings here, Danny. He's saying he's a third. Uh, Larue is saying he's a 35 at best to update the FIFA card for Campana. Yeah, I, mean, no, I don't know like, about 35. Again, look, and he said that I'm super soft for Campana. No, it's just that today's game, there were certain things that were just different, right? You're expected to to beat the press. Get the ball out of your own half and then try to be patient and strike when you have an opportunity. And yeah. yes, he didn't strike. He didn't do much offensively, but he did help keep possession when they played those long balls. And yes, maybe that's not something that you want to grade him at a 10 out of 10 for, for yeah. that type of game. But I think that if you have I mean, Joseph up there or somebody else that's a little smaller, maybe they can't do that as well as Campana did. So I thought in that aspect of his game for that aspect, I thought that he played decent. Again, I don't want to say he played great or above average, but I thought he did that well. I'm just trying to pick and choose positives here, right? It, it's well, easy to be negative. Look at the chat. It's easy to be negative. Yeah, and GWS is here mentioning Campana is good with it, uh, you know, with keeping and winning the challenge. And and somebody else here had mentioned that uh, Campana is A-OK, -okay, but not decisive in this match. I mean, I think... No, exactly. I, that, but that, that, that was, I'm sorry, Chris, but that was my point. Like, I understand that he wasn't necessarily a difference maker offensively as creating opportunities or anything. But in this game, it's kind of weird playing the Red Bulls, man. They're, they're constantly on you on, on your own half. So you have to figure out a way to keep possession and get the ball out of your own third. And when they would play the long ball, it was Campana that was kind of winning those challenges or those balls, those 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 long balls. So I thought that he, he did an okay job playing this game. And, uh, you know, the, uh, Morrow is mentioning that he's not going to lie. Majority of the Inter-Miami players are good based off of what he's seeing. And, he's, and, and Morrow, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're you're a newer fan. Um, and, and this is a great question posed by Rohan. Why is Robinson getting over Joseph? Because they, they wanted to give Joseph time to, to rest. That's, Look, if, that's what I if Messi, if it wasn't, Messi on the back of that jersey and Busquets, right? If they weren't as big as they are and people pay so much money to watch them, I think they would have gotten the night off also. Like, they need some rest. But because they are who they are, they, you know, they're like, you know what, let's play them. And I knew he wouldn't play for just 15 minutes. Like, 
I heard them. They were saying that during the broadcast, like, oh, they 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 said this morning that he might not play or might only play fifteen minutes. No way, he's playing thirty minutes minimum. And and all of you guys trashing Campana, Rashid is bringing up a perfect point. Campana was almost almost scored a Ronaldinho goal. Oh, that's like, right. If I you guys, about that ball. Mm-hmm. If you guys were watching the game, like, and somebody else mentioned in the chat that he creates and uh, and that that he has the muscle to be able to create in the box. Listen, he was almost on that bicycle, guys. No, yeah, I forgot about that opportunity he had. That 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 was pretty yeah. decent. And so he said, Joseph, uh, Joseph, time to rest. He didn't start last game. No, but I mean, he surgically repaired knee. You know, he's hasn't been playing necessarily great. So just let him recover. He'll he'll play on Saturday, yeah. uh, Wednesday. I'm almost sure of it. So. Uh, in terms of talking about the first half, right? And Diego Gomez, I saw that he kind of messed up on an opportunity where he cut in across the box instead of towards the goal on a pass where he should have been linking up with, jeez, uh, I forgot who, who it was that was on the passing end of it. Uh, and it's funny because they ended up panning over to, to Messi and Busquets and you start seeing that Messi and Busquets, they point out the same thing where Busquets basically said he ran in instead of towards the, the, the net. And that, that was kind of a mess up, but that's like, again, Diego Gomez is kind of all over the place. And I don't think that he's like a primary, primarily like an offensive thinking player. No. And uh, no, uh, no, Diego Gomez came in to be uh, uh, an eight. And when he originally came in, I thought he was more of a six. I thought they were bringing him in to be a defending midfielder. Yeah. And then I heard, no, no, he's more of a overall midfielder, box to box midfielder, number eight. Okay, that's fine. But yeah. you know, he's been assisting a lot offensively, especially today, kind of filling in that 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 right wing uh, that right wing spot. Um, look, uh, Diego Gomez is, is a little crazy, I guess. But I, like, I feel like it's too early to judge him. I, I yeah. do. I will tell you one thing. He flops more than LeBron. He is he a does. flopping machine. Like, <laughs> and I get that he's trying to do it for like the team I'm rooting for. So like, it's like, okay, you want to foul for us, man. That's the one thing I, I can't stand about this sport. How much people flop. I find it very annoying. And man, does he flop like a monster? I will say something else. Well, and so, and somebody uh, somebody mentioned here that they liked how uh, Inter Miami played today without Messi and Busquets guys I don't know if I like how they played today without Messi and Busquets because I think we're playing against one of the worst offensive teams in the in the Eastern Conference I like the way they play without without Messi and Busquets but all right but we're playing against one of the least strongest teams when it comes to teams putting the ball in the back of the net like this is true but without Messi and Busquets who is the worst team in the league I mean I get it I get it. Well, all right. So, it. so like, it, it's good. Like, if we have no Messi and Busquets on the pitch, I was glad that we went in there with the lead before Messi and Busquets got on. Now, yeah. did you think it was a penalty kick on David Ruiz? Because I was surprised that they called the penalty, and I was scared because it didn't look like maybe he leaned into the ball just a little bit. But I was like, nah, they can't do that to us. And it was the quickest VAR I've ever seen. It was, but I don't think that that, was, that wasn't going to be a penalty because he, he, he actually tucked in his arm. Right. Like, I mean, if you guys are watching in the chat, like he tucked in his shoulder and then the, the announcer was even mentioning, I think it hit him on the side. So right. it didn't even hit him on like, the arm, right? Yeah. It's not like he was using his arm like as an extra, you know, piece of his body to like block off the ball. Like I felt like it was pretty clean and I felt like and the funny thing is, is that the ref was like, no, we're doing penalty. You put that ball down. 
this is going yeah. to the penalty. And like he was just that's adamant what, on making sure that it tied the game. That, well, that's what worried me. What worried me is that he looked so adamant about it and he told him to put the ball down. And I was like, oh man, he's not even going to check it on VAR. And that scared me. I was like, no, please check yes. it. Please check it. Yes. So luckily he did check it. Um, and they, I mean, you tuck in your arm. I feel like it was really hard for him, unless they said that he like leaned in with his arm and maybe hit it with his shoulder. I thought that yeah. maybe then, but at some point I started hearing people saying that his arm didn't even make contact with the ball. The ref was shocking, Vinny. Uh, that's what he's mentioning here. And a lot of people are mentioning the same thing. They're kind of agreeing with us. No penalty. It touched the shoulder, hit his upper arm, tucked his arm in. Um, and, and maybe Kung Lei, uh, ref was probably high at the moment. I imagine, first of all, <laughs> that referee, apparently he was like ref of the year, like in 2009. I don't know. I don't know what that even means, but that guy was how they decide either. who's ref of the year. What do you think? I guess who votes on that? Well, do they do something like the NBA? Cause you know, the NBA has the, the final two minutes report where they say how many calls were wrong and right. Like, if they do something like that, where they, like, see how many calls are wrong or right, I would assume that that's a lot to look into. But if they do it like that, maybe based off of that. But, like, I don't know if that's how they judge. That's interesting. I kind of want to find out. Maybe we can hit up Trav. Maybe Trav knows. Yes. Oh, no, for sure. Trav is is all up on the referees. If you're not following Trav, what's his? Is it it Inter-Miami Trav? I am CF Trav. I am CF Trav. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's on it with with all things Inter-Miami, especially the referee stuff. So go ahead and check him out. All right, um, so halftime comes. What are you thinking when halftime comes around? Because I'm feeling pretty good at halftime. Well, I mean, for sure, once halftime came around, I was like, okay. I, and, and I thought the same as you. We're, first of all, you, we, already have, we already have a goal in hand. So I imagine that they're not going to score more than one goal. So at the worst, it's going to be a tie game by the time that Messi comes in. I figured, geez, if we're already winning 1-0 before the half, I don't think that Messi is going to come on until maybe the 75th, 80th minute. I think that as soon as we started the second half, which, well, uh, let, let's get your feedback on what you felt when when the half ended. I, I felt I felt great. I felt I felt like this team should feel proud of what they had done so far. And I know that's silly because yeah. it was one zero. Uh, I mean, the, the, still a whole another half, but yeah. that team took the pressure from the Red Bulls. And created not many chances, but decent, yeah. right? Like good chances. They, when they had an opportunity, they got a shot on goal. And I, I thought that they played well when they had the opportunities to, to to move forward. I was happy, man. And again, a lot of it maybe leans on the fact that Messi and Busquets weren't in the lineup. So I was expecting maybe I don't want to say worse, but I I was I was really happy. I was happy with that. I was happy with the players. I was happy yeah. with Noah Allen. I love that Noah Allen and Jordi Alba played so well off of each other because Noah Allen filled in a lot for Jordi Alba when he pushed up. But there were opportunities for Noah Allen to push up, and Jordi would also take take fill in the gap for Noah Allen. That's why yeah. Noah Allen was open to, to have that assist for Diego Gomez, which he, actually we didn't talk about. And Noah Allen had that pass into the box for Diego Gomez. So I, I thought that, that Noah Allen played great, and I was just overall really happy, honestly. Well, and I think I think that Tata likes the fact that Noah Allen can play left back as well to be able to help Jordi Alba to move up. Like left but center back? Yeah, 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 left center back. But it scares me because, I mean, 
let's call it a spade a spade. Noah Allen is is a pretty short player. And when it comes to getting down in the dirt with a lot of these tall guys trying to get headers and high-flying balls, he's not the best option in terms of as a defender. But you have to think about it as the fact that if he's playing left center back, if you're playing uh, left center back, that means that you still have two other center backs with you. And those are the yeah. guys that are, are still, count, especially Aviles. Aviles is like Yao Ming. He looks like he's seven foot tall. Like he looks huge. I guess because he's so skinny. So, I mean, you, you're still good there as far as those balls played in. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't we, we didn't get scored on today. So, I mean, I know every time we see a set piece, we get scared. But And there was one goal, and I believe it was in the first half, that they yeah. should have had. But this oh, yeah. kid, I forgot his name. Fernandez, I want to say he he kind of hit it wide right, and yeah, that should have been a goal. This is a perfect point by one world, one goal. Thank you for jumping on the show with us, too. Uh, Noah takes great corners, too. And I yes, that is factual. That is that is uh that is official tissue right there. One world, one goal. Because even last year, I said the same thing. Danny and I agreed on the same thing. He's an amazing. At, at, at the corner kicks he's really good um yeah i mean i, I haven't seen him take too many but I, I i do think noah allen is just good overall i mean we're, we're lucky to have him on the team for sure so at, at, at the half one zero and i know you said that you, i didn't see it um i wasn't on social media too much during the game but I, you said that you thought that maybe that Messi would come in a little later when we had that one yes. lead at halftime. Mm-hmm. I still thought that he would play 30. Yeah. But were you surprised when you saw him in at 30? No, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised because uh, like we talked about, especially on our last episode where they said that a lot of people, uh, what, where the Rebels kind of push up and put pressure, I felt like at some point Tata was just like, all right, I've had enough of this. Let's let's put in Boosie. Let's put in Messi. Let's put in Ben Krem. Let's put in all these other guys and 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 let's let's get this thing organized. So I felt like at that point, you know, we were able to kind of gather ourselves and make sure that we were playing a pretty solid game in terms of passing and distributing the ball around, you know, making sure that we don't lose it on on random passes. So were you surprised by the substitutions? Were you expecting to see Yedlin in the game today? Uh, I was expecting Yedlin because I mean, at some point I felt like, okay, Taylor, I felt really uncomfortable with him playing the right back. First of all, I don't like him playing the right side. I like him playing the left side for some reason, uh, cause he can kind of cross it back to his right and have an open shot. Um, I just felt like it was weird cause you're taking off Campana and now you have no striker. You have no center forward. Like. I don't know if they were just trying to not, I don't want to say park the bus, but they didn't have any sort of like offensive power in the front. Well, a couple of things. They were playing with two up top. I don't think they yeah. were necessarily trying to play with a, with any strikers, right? They, they were just playing with two forwards. And Facundo Farias has been said that he could play multiple positions, one being striker. So if you technically want to go, yeah. you know, like letter of the law, if there's a striker on the pitch, I mean, Farias yeah. would, I guess, technically be it because he yeah. supposedly plays striker. But they were just playing with two forwards, like not necessarily a nine. And I, I was, I mean, are you going to complain for having Messi as one of your forwards? I mean, no, okay. hell no. I'll take that exactly. any day of the week. So, but I, and, and look at what Franco mentions. Why is that team never wear the black jerseys anymore? I mean, you want the real answer or do you want like a, 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 a fake answer? Because the fake answer is, 
you know, uh, the other teams have lighter or darker uniforms so we can wear the pink. But the real answer is MLS is trying to sell as many pink jerseys as possible because it's a lot better. <laughs> um, Am I wrong or no? No, I think you're right. Well, looking at this schedule, when do you think there's an opportunity to wear that black jersey? Because let's see, against Nashville, they'll wear the pink and Nashville will wear that, that black Johnny Cash jersey or the yellow like they did in the final for the League's Cup. Yeah. And then against LAFC, LAFC is going to be playing in LA at home. They'll be playing wearing their black jersey, black and gold. So we're yeah, wearing the pink. So there's pink again. Right. And then KC is at home. So we'll be playing the pink and they'll wear their, their dark jersey. Yeah, their they're blues. I, I, and then Atlanta wears red and black. So I would assume we still wear the pink. Yeah. Uh, so and then, then Toronto, same Toronto, thing. We're at home, pink. And then away against Orlando, I mean, I I would assume and purple. purple and I think that that's that contrast enough where they can still wear the pink. Barbie versus have, Barney. And then we have our final against um, Houston. Houston. I can't think yep. of what their home jersey is. Is it orange? Isn't it orange? It's orange. Whatever. We're at home, so we're wearing pink. NYCFC, pink. Let's see. October, yeah. Chicago. Okay, Chicago maybe. I don't know what their home jersey looks like. I think the only opportunity that you have of seeing that black La Noche jersey from here until the end of the regular season, at least, might be in Chicago. Just because off the top of my head, I cannot think of what the Chicago jersey looks like. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Maybe Charlotte because they wear the light baby blue. But even then, I, well, I still don't think. I'm seeing that the home jersey here, it's a, it's a, it's a blue jersey. A baby blue. They have maybe? the blue jersey, and then they got. Remember, they got the new one where it's like white, and it's like uh, little red and light blue patches. I mean, I, I think I, the pink can work I, against that as well. I think that they might, unless the Chicago or maybe the Charlotte game. But I think the Chicago is white and blue, mm, white and uh, white and pink might clash. I don't know, but Chicago is probably the first opportunity that you'll see that they possibly wear. That, yeah. that black La Noche jersey. But don't worry. You're going to see it plenty next year because next year will be the last year that that goes into circulation. So they'll try to sell that one as much as possible next year. All right. Um, so substitutions. We had Yedlin come in for Robert Taylor. Like you said, you weren't surprised. Messi for Campana. And we had Busquets come in for David Ruiz. I mean, no surprises yeah. there, I thought. And then the 72nd minute, we had Grimaki come in for Farias. Were you surprised to see Farias come out? I was very surprised to see Farias come out. I thought that he was uh, for sure going to stay on, and I thought that Diego Gomez was going to come off, which, again, I don't want to make this sound like I'm bashing Gomez, but I just thought that, hey, kid, you got your goal. Let's 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 keep it moving, guys. Come on. I, I was kind of surprised to see Farias come off, especially what? This is his second game? Yes. All right, yeah. so Diego Gomez finally did come off in the 84th minute. Now, were you surprised that it was Robbie Robinson that came in for him? Oh, extremely, extremely. <laughs> I mean, Robbie Robinson, what are we yeah. doing? No, I mean, look, look, Robbie Robinson, whenever he plays, he plays well, in my opinion. The issue with him is that he just can't stay healthy. Well, at least he stayed healthy for the rest of this game, right? Yeah, no, I, look, I, I, I'm not a Robbie Robinson hater. I think Robbie Robinson plays well when he's given the opportunity. He's just unfortunately not given the opportunity much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Robbie Robinson was a surprise. I mean, what what other 
I'm 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 looking at what the other options were as as far as uh, uh replacements. I mean, oh, Stefanelli was was actually Stefanelli. uh lined up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefanelli was an option. Yeah, uh Joseph Martinez. Well, maybe Stefanelli wouldn't have been the best since he's getting uh just coming back from injury. I mean, maybe Joseph just to keep him sort of in shape. Uh Robbie I don't know. I don't know what that does for anybody as far as playing Robbie Robinson. Hmm. All right. So Messi came Which I in. I found the picture. I found Oops. the picture of the jerseys. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm sorry for slowing it down. No, 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 no. I was going to say. Um, so officially, six wins, three draws, 14 losses, 21 points. We're 14th in the East, and we're 11 points out of ninth place. You know what? I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. We didn't talk about the beautiful Messi goal. Oh, yeah. Was that, was that, I mean, we've seen a lot of great goals over the last month, right? And maybe single goal, right? Like single uh, kick, maybe you want to say, Robert Taylor, that one time on the left side against, I want to say Atlanta was pretty nice. But as far as a buildup play of connecting passes, was that the best goal that we've seen over the last month since Messi's debut? I mean, let's look at that goal. It was clinical, right? Starting with Busquets, right? Mm-hmm. Starting with Busquets, linking up with Alba, which Alba, that that deflection pass was just... That like bicycle light- kick type thing he did? It was light years ahead of its time. Messi gets it. And the fact that he sees, because when you see the angle that he sees when they show the, the, the replay, I don't even think that Kremaki, Ben Krem, expected that coming. I think he's like, oh, shoot, I'm playing with the greatest player of all time. I better get moving. Boom, dishes it to the side. Ben Krem finally sees it, says, ah, Messi's coming right back. Kicks it right back towards the center of the goal, and it's a wrap time, trap time. I mean... Can't get any better than that. That was beautiful linking by, what was that, four or five players? Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. And and before I, we, we keep talking about this, I did want to bring up the possession right before that when he got that first free kick. I remember he was working his way towards it to the left, right, kind of like he likes to do. I was waiting for him to blast it, but they closed yeah. him off, and then Andre Reyes fouled him. Now, two two questions. First... Were you surprised that he didn't score on that free kick? Because it's come to a point where, like, you see right before he takes it, everybody's got their phones out. Because it's almost like it's like you know that he can't do it every time, right? Because if he does it 20% of the time, it's amazing. 30% of the time, whatever it is. But, like, you're expecting it to go in. Yes. So were, were you on the same boat? Were you expecting that to go in? I don't know. I mean, uh, look, the the after we've been watching so many games, seeing him score free kicks, like I was like, this is it. The goalie was shaking in his boots, like he was. Uh, it looked like he was taking a poop in his diapers. And I'll tell you this much: my daughter saw all the players there, and I told her, "Look at that guy laying there. There's like seven people on the wall. The only other player is like on the other side. I think Busquets was like part of the wall, and he kind of ducked out at some point." I thought it was going to go in, but I guess the wall all jumped at the same time, so it worked out perfect for the Red Bulls. Well, yeah, because I, I told my wife, I was like, he can't make it every time. And she goes, that's what you told me every time he scores. 
I'm like, this, this, that's a that's a that's a great point. Like she shut me that up. Is. I was like, all right, I guess we'll just we'll just wait and see. But you know, he can't score. He can't make that every single time. Um, I, I have noticed here that everybody's talking to to Terry, and I just want to shout out Terry. I, I, mean, I don't know if you jumped on late, but just so you know, we were uh, giving your son his flowers earlier. He had an amazing yes. game. Amazing game. Um, Finally, they freed Noah Allen. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we were going to make Finally. that last year. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So um, that play where Messi kind of found the Ben Krem running down the right side, I yeah. thought that it was, one, amazing that he kept that possession when everybody was close. It felt like everybody zeroed in on him. So much yeah. so that Jordi Alba, like, obviously – he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head as much as people might joke around about it. But like Jordi Alba was completely open. If you watch that replay, he's just yeah. hanging out by himself because everybody came in on Messi. But even with everything, he found the space and he had the vision to see, I am going to somehow lead this ball at an angle and give it enough touch so that Ben Krim has enough time to notice to this pass run to it, catch up to it. And if you watch Messi's run to the goal, he basically walked to the goal because he knew Ben Krem's going to get there and I'm going to just have to walk here and receive that ball. And it was the the smoothest of tappings. Yes. Because it was just a, like, it was it was so, so smooth. Like that, to me, that was the smoothest of the, all the goals that I've seen because that vision for that pass and the way he basically walked to the goal while he was waiting for that pass to come back to him, man, that the man is a magician. I, I, it's such a pleasure to watch him. You know, I wonder the, the the opposing goalie when that goal got scored, he looked at all of his defenders like in this disappointing, flailed his arms all over the place, like how goalies typically do because their defense just completely abandoned them. Like that play right there, like as the goalie, I wouldn't even argue with my teammates. I, I, I'll just take the L on that. Like it's already 88 minutes. We lost already. Like Messi just scored on me with the most magical play involving four other players. Like get out of here, bro. Go throw the ball back to the center of the field. Eat crap for the next three minutes and go home, bro. All right. Well, that was the goal. Game was over. I think I, I think we we predicted uh well I predicted 2-0 I don't remember what you predicted but w I figured that the Red Bulls have a hard time scoring even though they should have scored on one of those and yeah. I mean I I figured that we weren't going to score a lot against this team cuz this team the way they play you just have to take advantage of the few opportunities that you get they don't they may not win a lot because they don't score a lot but they don't get scored on a lot so yeah. I figured it might be a close game and um but we pulled it out well, I thought it was a pretty good game. I, I thought it was an entertaining game in regards to the team that we were playing. Um, they're a very stingy sort of team. They press up a lot. They do a lot of annoying stuff. Um, you know, we predicted a pretty low-scoring game, uh, especially considering that the, the team that we're playing is just a stingy team. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good game. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't the best showing. But obviously, I don't think as that far anybody as entertainment, was expecting. You mean? Yeah, I, it wasn't as entertaining, but like I feel like it was a pretty, pretty solid game. Um, so Which I, I have I the picture. Bring... I have the uh -huh, picture of the jerseys, and I and I have a, a another picture that I also want to show that I saw. 
um, before of the game. Before you ahead. do that, before you do that, I did want to bring up one last image real quick. Um, and here it is while it loads up. Unfortunately, here it goes. Now, these are the grades for the players. And I just wanted to point out for everybody hating on Gomez, the two best players on the pitch, which I mean, Diego Gomez, which obviously because of the goal, he gets that. So whatever. I mean, he was he was OK. And Noah Allen, obviously he graded 8.0. Noah Allen, like I said, awesome game. And then Drake Callender right there graded 7.7. Callender, there was one save where he did, dude, like point blank, and he got yeah. that save. I don't know how he does it, but he, he doesn't get enough. Like, we talk about him enough, and I still don't think it's enough. Like, that that's how I feel about this because Drake Callender is just possibly the most important person on this team if it wasn't for Messi. Yeah, and I got I to gotta mention this comment here, Danny. Terry Allen chiming in saying, if you don't have your homegrown shirt from the battered herons, you better get one. He's got his proud homegrown oh. pops. Guys, oh. you got to check out the shop. That's that's one thing for sure because yeah, that shirt sure. is epic. Batterfans.com. It's not pictured here, but, yeah. it's Look, I, I love for the homegrowns. And, of course, it's because we're biased, right? We love the homegrown kids. Like most like most, yeah. like most, hardcore fans always love the, the homegrown kids. But, um, yeah, go ahead and check out the shop, and uh, we got a, a bunch of good stuff on there. All right, Chris, so what were you going to pop up before we start talking about the, so, the, the chances of the playoffs? So so first I'm going to pop up the, the Chicago jerseys since we talked about that a little bit ago. So there's an image of the two jerseys, right? We have the blue sort of a dark blue with some red hue on it, uh, which, I mean, the pink could play off well with that. But then we have the other image there with the white. You see how it's kind of like patchy there? It's yeah. uh, patchy with red and blue. I'm not um, sure which one of those is considered their home kit, but if it's if it's the white one, th that that's a good chance that we have to rock that black jersey then. Yeah, it's a possibility for sure. And as I was watching the game, right, and of course this was after Messi came onto the field and, uh, and finally the city of New Jersey was able to feast their eyes on a legend, okay, uh, I, I got this picture and there was this lady that says, we're here to see the goat and she is in the supporter section of the New Jersey Red Bulls playing their instruments and doing all kinds of nonsense, but you're here to see the goat. Like, I don't know about you, Danny, but I would never rock a shirt that says I'm here to see the opposing player if I'm sitting in the supporter section. Am I wrong for that? Are you sure that was the supporter section? Yes. That is where they have all of the the people playing the instruments and they're moving like the, the thing is like in sync. Mark was with us on Thursday, right? Mark was our guest for the preview show of the Red Bulls game. And he told us. Most Red Bull season ticket holders just gave away their that well not gave they didn't give them away they yeah. sold their tickets they they made a quick buck so I don't think many Red Bull fans in the stadium were up in arms with anything going on because they understood what it was they knew that yeah. this was a the cheapest ticket to get in there was like four hundred bucks so like everybody that went in there you paid four hundred plus dollars wear whatever the hell you want at least you wore it in red oh like she didn't God. she didn't rock it in pink right she wore it in red. I mean, but like, how would you feel about that? Like, what if we were not on the on the side where Messi is playing for? 
What if Messi was playing for Orlando? And you're going to wear like a pink shirt, black and pink shirt, but then you're going to put, I'm here to see the great or the go or Messi. And you're sitting with La Familia in the supporter section. No, I wouldn't be okay with it. But I try to think uh, if the red, maybe if the red, if Messi was playing for NYCFC, maybe they they would be more like up in arms about it because that's their rival. But like they don't care about Inter Miami. Their team sucks this year. I think they're just there for a good time. Um, So I don't know. Maybe. And yeah, I mean, and Rohan's mentioning that Messi is not the go. He is the god of football. And let me tell you, that play with him and with Ben Krem, Ben Krem's now, now he's playing football. Now he's really playing football out here in these streets. Uh, Leif Erickson, you guys need to watch more international games. That was entertaining, but the skill level. Uh, uh, I do watch. Uh, oh, let me finish reading for the people on audio. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this was entertaining, but the skill level of MLS players is quite low. I do th- understand you that to, if you're watching. You no, sound off? You ready no, to I'm sound gonna, off, son? Let's go, baby. I'm Let it ring out. Off. No, uh, I'm not comparing it to other leagues. Other leagues do have more quality. That's understandable. Now, I will tell you that if you're watching MLS 10 years ago, the quality is much better now than it was 10 years ago. And I will also tell you that 10 years from now, it will be better than what it is at this present time. I think that people want to pick on the MLS a little too much. Just understand that the leagues that you guys like to watch have been around for over 100 years. This league has been only around for a quarter century. So be patient. Enjoy what you're watching. It's going to grow in the country overall. As the players grow and the players get better, the youth in this country are going to play it more. And at some point, we're going to overtake the world, motherfucker. So just be ready. Listen, I got a question for you, Leif Erickson. I got a question for you. What? Just out of curiosity, right? Just tell me what league you like. What's what's the league? What's Any the league, league that he says is better than the MLS, bro. Like, this is, I mean, this look, is but it yes, like skill wise, yes. Okay, it's but that's what he's talking better about. Better than the MLS, and I mean, I get it, but like, of course, because they got open bank accounts over there, and they can no. throw all kinds of. We're about to go off on a tangent, but I'm okay with this. Okay, let's look if. <laughs> If you are born in England, your father's like, you will be the best soccer player in the world. If you are born in France, your father or mother, let me not be sexist, father or mother say, you are going to be the best soccer player in the world. Anywhere in Europe, that's what they're saying. If you're born in the United States, some people might say, you are going to play in the NFL. You are going to play in the NBA. You will be the best baseball player. We have a lot of options here. It's a lot more than soccer. If we loved soccer, the way the rest of the world loves soccer, we would dominate. We would win every World Cup. Imagine LeBron James being our center back. I'm sorry, you're not scoring. Imagine, like the, the athletes that we have in this country because of the size of the country, we would dominate. But we have too many options. But as this league right, and continues to grow, and as the popularity of soccer continues to grow, I'm sorry. Like I, People don't want to hear it across the world. But in 20, 30 years, USA is coming. We're, we're yes. way too large of a country to not be able to build a team of 15 players to dominate. Like, look at the size of this country. Like, Florida is, is almost as big as England. Forget about it. We're going to dominate everybody. So you just wait. Be patient and enjoy <laughs> the right. MLS for what it is right now. And what it is right now is a league that is a quarter century old and is just growing. The fans are just growing. But, calma. Because in... 20, 30 years, it's a wrap. 
Well, and Leif Erikson says Premier La Liga Brazil Argentina, like of course, right? And uh and 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 you said calma, which what a coincidence. We have Victor Villanueva that says, Can you put subtitles for the Spanish viewers or we must go to see another podcaster? Ooh. No, señor, no podemos. <laughs> Perdón, pero no tenemos dinero yeah. para eso. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they they allow us to do that. I can speak Spanish. I could do it, but we could try like, it. But it's for me, it's going to be a train wreck. Like, yeah, I, I think that it might be too much of a train wreck. We've considered it. We've talked about it, yes. but I, I I think that it might be rough. It might be a rough go. So we've just decided to just stay away. He but, did go off. Will Bill, bang, bang, bang. We're ringing him off, son. All right. So let's get back on track. All right. So we won our first game since May 13th when we beat New England. We are now 11 points out of ninth place with one game in hand. If we were to technically win that game, we would be uh, eight points off with. Yes. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You, you got that comment up, so I can't see. Uh, there we go. So 11 points out. Yeah. So if we win that one game, we're eight points out with uh, 11, 10 games to go. At this point, we have 11 games to go. We have 21 points. I think the goal here is to hit 44, 45 points. So with 11 games to go, if we can win eight of those, eight times three, 18, 18 plus 21. No, six times three is 18. Eight times three is 24. Thank you. Look at that. 24. Come you on, get man. on your shit. There you go and get on your shit. So 24. So 24 uh, plus 21, 45. So if we could win eight of those 11, I, I, we're, I think we're in good shape. Are we going to 100% make it? Look at that. My wife's laughing at me because I did math poorly. So 45. If we can get to 45 points, I think we have a really good shot of making it. Uh, 42 made it last year if it would have been if the ninth place team would have made it. So 45, I think no guarantee, but I think you have a really good chance of making it. So I, I, I'm good. I agree I with you. good. I agree with you. I, I feel good about our chances, and I feel like the right teams that we need are going to lose. What what happens here is today watching that first half, it's important that they're able to hold their own. I understand the Rebels aren't that great, but a lot of the competition from here to the end of the season is necessarily one of the top teams, right? It's important because they're going to have to win one or two games without any messier Busquets. They're going to have to be able to compete without these players. So I'm glad that they had that opportunity to do it for a half because they need to be able to win these games. Like, for example, the Sporting KC game in like a week and a half or two weeks. That game, there's going to be no Messi that game. My understanding is that there's not going to be any Robert Taylor that game. Yedlin might not play. Heck, I don't even know if Calvin Callen is going to play. Like, we're going to be depleted that game. We have to count on somebody like, Facundo Fargas might play. Uh, let's see who else. I don't know if Ben Krem, Krem, Krem should be available. No, I think he got called up also. I, I don't know who the hell is going to play that game. But that game might be one of those games that we need to pull out out of pure luck. And luckily, KC is a really bad team. But we have to go ahead and, and make sure that we do this. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right, before Messi and Busquets got here, a lot of our players who... I guess are going to be eating the bench now. They got they got some pretty good opportunities to to play and and play for for a good amount of time. We have Gregory that's going to be coming back. We have Coco Jean who's going to be coming back, right? Stefanelli's already back. Uh we got 
I don't know what's going on with Negri, but I hope that by then maybe Negri will be back. No, so, I don't want Negri. No. But but you see what I'm saying though? We have a late at least yeah, we have I, a lot I, of I players that can sort of fill the roles of the people that are not it. gonna be here. I so I don't uh, want him back either. I don't want him back uh, either. Uh I'm uh and not so much he's not horrible. But I'm yeah. glad that Noah Allen's getting a chance to play. So let's keep Noah yes. Allen out there. Leave Negri out there for till next year and figure out what's going on. Well, and and NG's the king. Listen, I can't tell you that Mota's not going to play because if they threw him in starting last game, not this last, not this one today, but the last one before that, he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing, guys. And uh, him and Gregory for sure are going to be playing. So. I have I haven't heard anything about Nate, uh, Gregory coming back though. Well, I mean, but he's been training. He's been sort of recovering fairly quickly, at least from some of the videos that Inter Miami is posting and and he's posting. So, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be as quick as as a lot of people anticipate, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be it's going to be right timing. I, I like what Tank said because this is something that I've thrown out there a few times this season. Just put him at left wing. Yeah, put Negri at left wing. He's up there enough. Just put him at left wing. Uh, I did want to put up one picture like that my brother anyway. that my brother just sent me, which I, I want to put up here so you can see and anybody watching right now can check this out. Sorry, if you're on audio, you're gonna have to bear with us or either watch this on YouTube. Look at this. What? Look at where yeah. Messi is. Look at all those defenders around him, and look at that. One, pass. two, three, four people that are literally within. COVID catching distance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and a fifth he, if you he, add number 19. And and he picked that ball and he saw Ben Krem just hanging out there and he laid it off beautifully for him. Now, this image right here is it's like a it's like a masterpiece. Look it at is. where did he find that? And look at what I was telling you is look at all the attention that Messi got. Nobody, now, of course, like I said. Messi doesn't have eyes in the back of his head, so he couldn't see Jordi Alba by himself back there. But look, Jordi Alba. Is that Jordi Alba? Yeah. Jordi Alba yes. by himself hanging out there. Like, Messi attracts that much attention. So it leaves other free runners around the box. And not just that, the way he was able to create that pass through all that yeah. madness is just, just a work of art, man. Uh, well, no, bring, we're, bring, we're bring so that... Bring, Bring that All picture right. back up. Bring that picture back oh. up because, like I said, I want to mention something. So you got five people in COVID catching distance, right? And then look at look at Ken back there. Look at Ken from the Barbie movie there. He's just like he's fascinated by Messi. So <laughs> with the pass going well, yeah. through, there's Ken Ken's mm -hmm. got no shot. Ken's got no shot because Ben Krem is just figuring out what's happening. And uh, like right here, Sean said, Yellen is even like, where are you passing that to? Yeah. <laughs> that does look like what, what Yellen's doing. He's like, where is that going? He's like, what are you doing? I thought you were going to give it to me. And then he's like, no, I see the future. And I see that Ken is just going to stare into my soul. So Ben Krem is going to wake up and then pass it right back to me. Like he's playing everything yeah, out in his brain prior to anything occurring in this world. Yeah, man. Look, Sam B is craziest pass I've ever seen. Look, I, I agree that that, that was, that was, um, I, I wish that would count as an assist, right? Cause it's going to count as a goal, obviously. And that's yeah. great. It keeps moving up in the, in the history books for Inter Miami, but man, that pass <laughs> deserves to be an assist. That deserves to be an assist. 
<laughs> one world, one goal, just figured out who Ken was. Yeah. Because <laughs> he th- he's looking at Barbie. Yeah. He's looking at messy Barbie. All right. Um, so I guess I guess we're uh, wrapping up now. All right. So we said 11 points out, nine plays, one game in hand, 11 games to, to go. You say you think that we're going to make the playoffs. I still think we're going to make the playoffs. And um, no, I'm not even going to address that. I'm not even going to address that, Mike V. And um, I, I think that we're sitting pretty. I think we're sitting pretty. Uh, if uh, the chat has anything else that they want to chime in with before we go ahead and, and get off of here, we have Nashville on Wednesday. We have Nashville on Wednesday. We're going to get presented that trophy, and it's going to be right in Nashville's face again. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to record again on Monday, and I don't know. Are we going to have Uncle Mad back on? Uncle Sad, right? Because he was sad well, that they lost. I mean uh... – I guess or, we or, or, probably... or does or does or does the chat want somebody else from Nashville? Yeah, chat. Let us know if you guys if you guys you guys have seen already. Uh, Uncle Matt, he came on with us already twice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let us know if you guys want you know someone else uh, from Nashville. Uh, there was another guy that kind of you know hit me up and see if he can be able to get on the show with us. Uh, but let us know if you want Uncle Matt back or if uh, if if you want to see a fresh face and we'll be able to make it happen and. Uh, We'll make it happen. All right. And then real quick. So I, we're probably going to end up doing this like almost every Ooh, other Nashville episode. lost 4-0 today. Did they? Against who? Hold on. I'm going to pull uh, AZ. Uh, Aziak. Aziak, I think. So I'm going to oh. tell you they lost to Atlanta 4-0. Whoa, okay. baby. All right. Well, that means Tommy one time is 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 on the is on the on the lick today, for sure. All right. So, um, all right. Charlotte B LAFC. Wow, what's going on today? So we got Nashville coming up. Then we got LAFC. Yeah. Out of these games this month, which of these games worries you? LAFC, I would have to say. Right. Everything else, I think we can win. The the Kansas well, uh- City game is going to be without Messi. The Atlanta yeah. game is going to be without Messi. I mean, Orlando away, suffer. I guess is Orlando away is going to be tough. I... How much do you think that sucks for Kevincho that the Sporting KC game is going to be without Messi? That's no, got to tug at his not... soul too. No, but I mean, they have a chance to win now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sure I think, yeah, the, the LAFC is probably the one game that stands out the most as the the toughest game in the schedule that, that has and orlando be. yeah well orlando orlando i think Orlando's is just a tough, tough team to, yeah it's a tough team just generally all the time but i feel like uh i feel like since we beat them already it's uh it feels like, i mean they just won today 2-1 against st louis and st louis uh is a pretty high scoring team in the in the mls so Orlando's a solid squad. As much as much as we dislike them, they're a solid squad. They're probably the yeah. team that played us best outside of Dallas. Well, I mean, no, Nashville they played us pretty well also. Nashville, Orlando, yeah. Orlando's the best team that played us at home. They they played us the best, right? They were the ones that came yeah. out with that. Let's let's uh kind of close in on Busquets and not give them any free reign to room and 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 to yeah. pass the ball forward. And that worked quite well for most of the game. So I would say Orlando and LAFC are the toughest matchups we have. Coming up this month, I mean, uh, Nashville also, I guess. 
And um, and in October, we have Cincinnati at home. So we have three tough, tough games, I think. Yeah. Three tough, tough games in October and September. And like I said, we need to win, what did I say, eight out of 11? So let's say we hypothetically lose those three, which I doubt. I don't think it's impossible to win the rest. I don't think it's impossible to beat Nashville, KC, Atlanta, NYCFC, uh, Chicago, Charlotte. Like these aren't teams that are necessarily like, oh my God, but how are we going to beat them? No. Look, I understand that Messi and Busquets and everybody came and made a big difference, but I don't think people are realizing that Tata Martino has also made quite the difference in this team. Oh, yes. And if, if it was never apparent, it should have been apparent today when he started the game without Messi and without Busquets, and the team still looked good. So with Tata behind uh, behind the, the team or, or running the team, I think you should still be confident. And another thing, Facundo Farias, I feel like he's one of those players that if he would end up in an Atlanta, in a, in a Seattle or Portland, he could be a star in the MLS in his own right. He can. To me, he looks like that kind of player. Now, because he's playing on this team, He's kind of just going to fit in, right, and not be the star. But I think if he were to end up on any other MLS team as a DP player, he would be a big deal. So I think we have a good squad, even if Messi and Busquets miss time. So I think that we're going to be in good shape. I think we are. I think it's it's not going to look as flawless as it does, of course, with Messi and with Busquets. But... I do think, and and look, you you have Rashid agreeing, agreeing with you. He's saying Tata is a genius. I mean, there's there's nothing that's out there that shows you that Tata has made a bad decision, or that he's made a decision that's been horrible. Or or I'm sorry, out did you poorly. forget that Uyoa took the fifth kick in the least Cup final penalties? Did we forget that already? That was literally literally seven days ago, Chris. Yeah, but it I mean, have, at some it might point, have been happening exactly at this moment, seven days ago. Listen, but at some point, Uyoya Uyoa was gonna take a, a a kick, right? But we didn't know it at that point. At that point, yeah. if we would have had anybody else, anybody else would have ended it right then and there. Well, maybe Uyoa has more experience than David Ruiz. I think who else? Ben Krem. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Christoph. Yeah, Christoph, Jordi Alba. Like they took, I think, kicks after Uyoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So makes no but sense to me. Maybe Uyoa is like a, a a penalty kick master in practice. Maybe he's bending them around like two goalies at the same time. You don't know that. You You're right. I that. don't know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't know that. All right. Well, all right. Uh, anything else for the people, Chris? Listen, a lot of people are 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 big fans of. Um, of Uncle Matt. So we're going to have to discuss this a little uh, a little later, and we're going to figure out what we're going to do. Um, oh, somebody mentioned here, Sean Callahan said, uh, Ruiz kick, kicked it before Uyoa. Pretty sure. So we'll look at that as well. I don't think um, so. I, I'm not sure, I, I, but I don't want to say yes or no. Um, it was Messi, Busquets, Kamal Miller. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't think it was David Ruiz. And then, uh, and then Uyoa, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was David. Wasn't Reed. it Miller? I think it was. I, I said Miller already. Ah. Uh. Hello All from right. Argentina. There's your Spanish for the day, guys. Camp- Campana. Campana was the other one. So yeah, David Ruiz kicked after. All right. Well, uh, we don't want to keep just just uh, making noise and not saying much. All right. Um, anything else for the people, Chris? 
Uh, if you guys want Spanish after the episode is done, type in the comments Spanish, please, or Espanol, por favor, so that way we can kind of think about it. If you're okay with having terrible Spanish spoken to you about soccer or football, then type it in the chat and we'll, we'll, we'll consider it. Maybe I'll get like a, a Spanish translator to sit next to me at the same time. So, well, that we'll be doing more for translating than, uh, than into Miami does without that, that's for sure. Yes, Everybody's yes. still complaining about those. No translator available. Yeah. All right. Um, if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. As always, we appreciate you. Go ahead and review, like, share, all that other good stuff. As we turns out, we're like top 70 in um, an audio uh, podcast for soccer. So on Apple. So thank you guys for listening and uh, helping us out with the audio listens. We really do appreciate that. Top 70 is not bad. Um, and if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe, comment, all that other good stuff. And uh, and for those of you that join us live and jump in on the chat, thank you as always. We really do appreciate you. You guys are the best part of the show. Thank you for your support. We were watching. We were talking about when we hit 100 uh, subscribers with uh, Fernando Fiore like, live yeah. on the show. We hit it with him, and uh, now we're like at 1,500 or whatever. So we appreciate everybody for supporting us, especially those that have been with us since the very beginning. Um, and, uh, you know, just we appreciate all the support. And as always, if you are looking for any unique apparel from Messi, Inter Miami, and actually we're getting some other sports and teams in there also, please check out batterfans.com. And we will be back on Monday with a preview episode for the Nashville game. So until the next one, have a good one. Peace. Get the homegrown.